you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey guys, welcome back again. You know, one of the goals of the podcast is to give you as much information to make informed decisions as possible. So we interview a wide variety of guests and in technology companies, there are certain platforms out there that really increase the productivity of restaurants, save you money, increase your profits, that sort of thing. And one of the most important platforms would be labor management. Now, I was obsessed with cost controls and profit maximization running restaurants over two decades. And labor cost is probably the most expensive or the largest cost that most restaurants have. So it really pays to dial that in, be aware of what it is on a weekly basis, efficiently schedule, and uh, plan accordingly. Now, in this week's episode, I'm speaking with Mr. Jordan Bosch, and he's the CEO of a platform, all-in-one labor management platform called Seven Shifts. And we're going to be talking all about how this platform can help you increase your profitability, increase your efficiencies, and all the ins and outs of the platform that just makes it simpler for you to run a more profitable operation. So stay tuned. Rockstars, let me tell you about Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed for restaurateurs by restaurateurs. Effective labor management is more important than ever to maximize profit and success, especially now as restaurants begin to reopen and expand their teams. Trusted by over half a million restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to simplify scheduling, easily manage time and attendance, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll systems you already use and trust, turning your team into a competitive advantage to your business. Right now, Restaurant Rockstar's listeners can get three months absolutely free. Get started now at sevenshifts.com forward slash restaurant rockstars. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com forward slash restaurant rockstars to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Now on with the episode. Welcome back to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. You know, our goal here is to help restaurants run more efficient, more streamlined, more productive, and more profitable operations. So I'm super excited to have Mr. Jordan Bosch, and he is the CEO of a company called Seven Shifts, and it's an all-in-one labor management solutions platform. Welcome to the show, Jordan. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to have you here. You know, this is really an interesting platform because labor costs is obviously one of the biggest costs in restaurant food and labor costs, of course. And you've come up with a platform that super streamlines the entire process. There's lots of ins and outs. But before we dive deep into the product itself, let's talk about your backstory. And if you ever worked in the hospitality business before, how that led you to become CEO of Seven Shifts and just give us a rough idea of your hospitality space career. For sure. So I grew up working in uh, quick service restaurants. So my grandparents ran quick service restaurants and my dad ran quick service restaurants. And so naturally, if your parents run them, a lot of the kids end up working in them. <laughs> As you know, it was my first experience into working a real part-time job. And it was through that that I became exposed to some of the operational challenges that my dad was facing on a regular basis and primarily centered around team management, communication, scheduling, 
and just really getting a, a good grasp on um, understanding how he can manage his business more efficiently. And so it, that was really the, the the starting phase of saying, okay, you know what, I think I can develop something, teach myself how to code, which I was doing at the time, coincidentally. Um, and I, I built my dad something really small and rudimentary where he could just upload an Excel spreadsheet and staff could download it on the internet. And it was very, very bare bones compared to what seven shifts is today. But that was the entry point in me learning how to program and write code. And so it was, um, it was always a side project for me and eventually, um, and it was always fueled by learning. I really love just learning, solving problems. And I get an immense sense of gratification when someone is using a product that I had an impact in building and, and, um, and them seeing that how much it's saving them from a time perspective, from a dollars perspective. And so eventually Seven's just made enough money full time. And I, I was working as a software engineer at a number of companies. And so I could quit my job as a software engineer and, and start doing Seven's just full time. So that's that's a great story and it sounds extremely gratifying as well to create this really awesome company that's being used extensively in restaurants everywhere but it is based on personal experience from you growing up and you know your family running these quick serve places so i think there's a great connection there so before we dive into all the ins and outs of seven shifts you know Running a dialed-in restaurant is really all about systems and efficiency and simplicity. So why would you say that over 15,000 restaurants have chosen to use Seven Shifts? The, 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 some of the main reasons that we see people ending up choosing Seven Shifts is <clears throat> it sounds so trivial, but it's actually really hard to pull off. And it's creating a product that is very simple and intuitive to use. and we and and is deeply integrated with a lot of other pieces of the restaurant stack. So as as we both know, there's a lot of fragmented pieces of technology in restaurants, and they don't do a great job of communicating with each other. So we're seeing we've seen kind of a big shift in in investment and capital being put into you know, for example, point of sale companies and, and cloud based uh, point of sale, and when we look at where we play really nicely. It's typically alongside them and also alongside payroll and being able to kind of connect the dots in those systems and allow folks to just have less paper cuts throughout their day. We're trying to eliminate these death by a thousand cuts type of scenarios where you're having to manually enter stuff in multiple systems. You're having to, um, you know, call staff, you know, uh, to, to try and get them to fill shifts that people dropped and you're trying to get availability confirmed there's just so much management that comes around this it where we really try and separate ourselves. Um, you know, I won't go into the features quite yet, but because the features don't matter if your product is not the simplest and best product on the market. And we really strive to, to have that. And it's a balancing act between the manager and the employee, whereby you have to build a great valuable product for the managers to see that value, time saving, dollar saving, retention savings, and then on the flip side, those, those restaurant workers have to use and engage with the product. And if you don't have a simple, easy-to-use app <clears throat> for what is um, an industry that employs the highest number of teenagers out of any private industry yes, it does. that are used to really good apps, you're going to fall flat. And so for us, that was a really critical piece. And that's why we have 
large design teams, large mobile teams to really create that strong end-to-end experience. I'm really glad to use that number 1,000 when we're talking about the paper cuts because there's so many restaurants out there that are reactive and not proactive because I always say there's a thousand details in running a great restaurant and you're kind of always keep the balls in the air. So the simplicity and to have tools that really systemize that restaurant are absolutely key. And it sounds like you've definitely come up with that. Um, why the name seven shifts? It's really uh, not as creative as, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's maybe thought of to be, but it's really seven days a week shift work. Okay. And um, that's what it does. Yeah. Very simple. Again, like our product, I just wanted to keep it simple. So integration is super important. And I know you're working with a lot of the leading POS companies like Micros and Touch Bistro and Upserve and Square. And, you know, you've got some of the biggest names going. And that must be a pretty critical piece because it seems like there's a new POS system coming out all the time. A lot of them are capturing, you know, they're trying to steal each other's market share. Everyone's trying to make a lot of noise out there. And is is the architecture behind most of these POS systems very similar so that it makes it easier for you to integrate? Or is that a real challenge every time you want to, you know, coordinate with a new system? I would say it's highly dependent. For the most part, it's, it's, it's good. I would say that it's highly dependent on the culture and the DNA of, say, a point of sale company. And are they very partner central uh, or, or sorry, are they partner centric? Do they have strong APIs? Do they have the ability and the support provided to give to companies like ours that, that you know, want to integrate to make our mutual customers have a better experience? So I would say that a lot of the underlying value points are similar. It just depends on the company, um, kind of the DNA of how they view partnerships. And I would say when we look at a successful point of sale integration, it typically does three things at a bare minimum. Uh, integrate sales so that we can forecast you know, future sales based on weather and stuff. So we need historical sales to do that. We need a good labor integration. So time clocks um, syncing between the systems and us being able to report accurately on say things like variance reports, scheduled versus actual, and then punch enforcement. And punch enforcement, being if that a person's not scheduled it check seven shifts the person's not scheduled to start for 15 minutes then reject them from clocking in so saving some money that so those three i would say are pretty much table stakes to having that integration with point of sale and then beyond that you get into some of the other things that start to really eliminate those paper cuts um, which are things like syncing locations sinking roles, hourly wages across point of sale and payroll and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, there's a lot of individual features that make this a particularly robust platform. And I want to get into each of those individually. And I'll ask you some questions about different pieces that intrigue me. But it all begins with a dashboard. When somebody logs into seven ships, they're going to see a dashboard and they can go in different directions. Isn't that right? And depending on what's That's correct. Okay, cool. So, Perfect schedule, right? That, that's got to be really challenging, of course, because, you know, I ran restaurants for 20 years and staff are always either asking at the last minute for time off, something unexpected happens, they want to switch shifts with somebody else. You know, things are always up in the air and changing, but you've got a customizable labor scheduling template, a couple of clicks and it all works. Can you talk us through how that works and how easy it is to create the perfect schedule, even if there are changes after it's created? Yeah, so we have a few different, uh, I guess, features that that help on that front. So the template is is kind of where you pre-build some requ- shift requirements based on 
um, you know, whatever your needs will be um, for that template. Um, the other one, so that's more of like a kind of static type of template. The other thing that that's some some folks a lot of well, the other thing that some folks find value in is the ability to use some of our machine learning uh, auto scheduling, which looks at essentially you set up your your sales targets and your sales goals um, and your budget goals and we analyze past schedules and understand when did you hit those like if you wanted to do 20 percent labor as a percentage of sales um, yes. or you wanted this sales per labor hour target to be x when did you actually hit those and what were the factors that played into hitting those by factors we mean whether historical trends who is working those shifts were they senior people, junior people, and um, being able to understand and, and, and forecast like what are the types of people you need and, and, and to a degree, who do you typically schedule for these types of shifts? And so we, we I think there's, there's a really complementary component that helps the managers understand how they need to build out schedules. And um, we try and automate as much as we can to help them. And then beyond that, you know, they can make the, the remaining changes, but we're going to try and build it based on historically where they've had success and hitting those targets. And it's kind of a drag and drop really simply just click and, you know, place things and, and move things around and Eureka, you hit the stop button and you've got your schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for, for the most part, we, we try and make, uh, we always try to make a, a product that's super simple, easy to use, drag and drop day view, week view, and being able to click it, understand that it's, it's going to be published, who it's going to be published to. And the fact that employees, you can see, um, you know, who it's gone out to as well. It's, I think it's really just creating that end to end experience where there's no, there's no excuses. Like you're, you're going to get the, you're going to get your schedule. Um, and assuming that you, your manager published it on time, you're going to see it in a timely manner where you can, um, you know, there's no calling in and being like, oh, I didn't get it or I didn't see it. And, and it wasn't, it was published too late. Like all that stuff is logged. So there is an accountability piece to that as well, I would say. So the, you, you touched on something really important that um, really stands out to me because when I ran restaurants, obviously it was sort of an after the fact, it's like, you know, I put my schedule together, I'd run payroll. And then we at the end of the week, you know, I do my, my percentage of, uh, you know, obviously payroll, the sales and all that kind of stuff. And I get it, but you have a tool that now plans when you put a schedule together based on pay rates and who's on the schedule and all that sort of thing and hours plugged in. If you've got a fairly standardized, you know, weekly sales where it doesn't vary very much, you're going to get a pretty accurate percentage before you even run your payroll, just based on that schedule. It's going to say, oh, you know, my labor this week is 28%, it's 30%, whatever it is, right? That, is that kind of how it works? Yeah, essentially, we're going to help you plan um, in accordance with what you, 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 you may uh, that we'd forecast for that following week. So more often than not, our forecasting engine is better than what a manager does. <laughs> I think it was, we, we measured it. And it's like over 90% of cases where managers adjusted our sales targets actually made them worse. And so, so we, we have a data science team that works on these algorithms that I think one of the biggest challenges we have is like, Oh, well, I've been doing this for a long time. This is what I think I'm going to do. And this right, is like, right. And I think breaking that habit is really hard to, for a lot of folks, um, yeah. 
I, I would say, especially restaurateurs that are re- very much ingrained in the, the same way they've done things. And look, if you if you want to go that way, you certainly can in seven shifts. You, you can have that flexibility to keep doing what you've been doing. Um, but we do have the tools that we try and nudge you to try and take advantage of, because if you can get better insight to make better decisions, why wouldn't you? And as a savvy business operator should know that. And, um, and I think that also, that also speaks to why we're seeing such a large adoption of, of restaurant technology now because of the pandemic, you look at companies like ours and you would say, well, you know, there's no one, there was no one to schedule essentially during the pandemic. So you know, how could, how could seven shifts have been successful? But what I, what I would say is like, you know, the industry lost like a hundred thousand restaurants yes, and, right. you know, 10% of the industry. And in our system, we lost 1% of overall. And so um, I'm not saying it's a direct causation, but I, I do believe that a lot of these folks that end up using technology and leveraging it end up having more insights into their business. And they see, you know, something like labor management and team engagement as a more long-term kind of strategy versus just a cost. I think that really smart operators are starting to understand there is a, a bottom line and, and you need to understand how to control that. And, and while there's there are tools out there that can just drive tons of revenue for you, third-party delivery, open table, you know, these types of tools, I think you I think savvy operators are becoming more aware of the savings they could have on the bottom line and being able to and comfortable to shell out like 50 to 70 bucks a month to do it. There's tremendous ROI in some of these products, not just ours. Yeah. You're, you're touching on another really powerful point because pre pandemic, you know, there was a lot of complacency. Obviously this came out of left field and no one could have ever estimated what was going to happen and how it was going to devastate the industry and impact each individual business. But I think that was a huge eye opener where companies, if they've survived through the good graces of the PPP and all the government money that has helped restaurants survive. And now the demand is coming back so strong they really need to think about what systems do I need to really optimize my business, make things more efficient. And I I use this term all the time, get bulletproof, which means nothing can ever hurt us again because we're so dialed. We're so systemized. You know, we know what our cash flow is on a weekly basis. We can budget ahead. We know what the cost, you know, all that kind of stuff And this type of technology really lends itself to doing that. So I thought that was an excellent point. And, And more and more operators that I end up speaking to, early this year as we kind of were, were getting through the, the thick of it um we're just saying hey i'm talking to you guys because i just want to know what's out there that is such a drastic mind sh- mindset shift from what we've typically seen and it's exciting because i think a lot of the, the operators that were kind of riding the red and the black and and really kind of just hanging on by a shoestring you know probably didn't fare too well as we went through the thick of the pandemic but we saw an immense amount of operators adapt very quickly and change how they think, change what question what they know, and be very highly adaptable. And, and so we saw a lot of folks do really do really well based on the changes they made. And I think that um, I think it's I, I, as unfortunate as an event as the pandemic. Like, that's a very sad and unfortunate uh, event. It did shake things up a little bit and get people kind of recalibrating around uh, how they manage their business. Let's talk about the task management tool within seven shifts and how it standardizes, you know, processes, procedures, accountability of staff, all that sort of thing. 
Yeah, so the task management product, we, we built it before the pandemic hit. But I would say when the pandemic hit, we really focused on being able to communicate to our part restaurant customers in a way that where we were trying to help them just leverage some of these tools to help them get through it. And if they weren't scheduling people or they were scheduling people and they were smaller staff, chances are they needed to have some sort of checklist in place from a sanitary sanitary perspective and they needed to make sure they were wiping this down and cleaning this. And Mm -hmm. so we ended up building a lot of functions around just keeping your restaurant safe and clean that we incorporated as some default templates within our task management product called seven tasks. And that was really well received and we got people using it and then more people wanted more features built on it. And and we started adding like the ability to take pictures of the task and and sign offs and assigning it to people, assigning it to groups and recurring tasks daily, weekly. And so we, we evolved it pretty heavily, but it was because of the, I think it was largely because of what the pandemic did in terms of the focus on making sure your restaurant is operating in a, in a sanitary way. So we're seeing, and I think that as you're, as folks are working and being scheduled in restaurants, I mean, it's only natural that you try to use a digital version of that, especially when you're on shift. So if our core product is, is shift management, part of what you do on your shift is you're checking off lists and, you know, those tasks might be assigned to a specific shift or a specific individual. So it was a natural extension of our core product to kind of get into this and understand it a little bit better. And now uh, we're seeing tremendous adoption with it and hoping that we can continue to build on it. I think there's a, a lot of potential as we work to, you know, digitize a lot of things within the restaurant. You know, it's no secret. Everyone knows that the labor challenge is the biggest problem restaurants are having now, finding, keeping, motivating a great staff. So if you've got a good team, you obviously want to motivate, incentivize, and keep that team. Now, you've got another piece of this called Engage that does a really good job of doing that. Why don't you walk us through what Engage is all about? So part of our philosophy is we want to not just schedule uh, we don't want to just be seen as a scheduler. And while we started out that way, uh, we we kind of see ourselves really joining the, the operator and the employee kind of hand in hand and really stream, streamlining communication and with that better engagement. Um, there's a lot of data out there around how engagement improves retention. But we, we, we kind of asked ourselves, what does this really mean for restaurant workers? And how can we continue to how can we create an engaging environment um, or help the manager do that? And part of that is through understanding which, which one of your employees are engaged and, and maybe which ones are becoming disengaged and who are potentially have one foot out the door. And so we rolled this out under this kind of concept where, you know, at a high level, we, we look at like no shows, we look at um, availability, we look at, you know, how, how much, how, people are posting on time we look at shift drops we look at shift pickups we look at like shift feedback sentiment around working and pair that with you know is there a correlation with certain people that they're working with anyway we try to understand who is engaged and who's potentially becoming disengaged and surface those folks and the real hope is that for folks that are becoming engaged we can explain why they're why they're highly engaged and why you should want to keep them hopefully you kind of already know that you know that you have a great worker but 
it maybe we wanted to try to build a system that would be a little bit more transparent to potentially reward those people for doing an outstanding job and, and then allowing the managers to do that. On the flip side, if someone's becoming disengaged, uh, we're just encouraging that you have a better pulse on your staff. And, and most of these managers are, are like first-time managers. And so they might not always ask some of these the important questions around people management to, to have that pulse. So what we're trying to do with our Engage product is just try to really spur those conversations of saying, you know, you might see that John is his engaged scores dropping and you might just want you might it, it just might be a simple thing like saying john how's it going and he, and he might be like you know it's been a rough week my my grandpa passed away or you know there might be other personal factors as to why that's happening but definitely trying to spur that conversation to be had to understand how you can show more care and attention to your your workers so the engaged product was was kind of built around that and um, you know where f- folks that end up using the tool notice a 13% reduction in turnover, um, which is which is great. Um, and so we, we we definitely want to continue to push that as part of our our core offering, and and in hopes that people can continue to see the value there. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it just is so. That's part of the dashboard. It sort of ranks people versus their engagement. Like these people are highly engaged, and this person needs a little bit of work, and you can provide a little extra attention or more training to the people that aren't quite at that level until you get everybody up to that level. Exactly. That's cool. Now, also, there's a feedback feature I want to I want to talk about because part of the engagement is you know, your staff feeling like their opinion counts and that how things are working counts and letting people know what isn't working versus what is working. So there's also that feature as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's a it's a two-way street with the operators and the employees. So I think that without feedback from your staff who are in the trenches every day, you need to be able to, like, you're just, you're kind of running blind a little bit. And so that's really important for us is to be able to get that shift feedback into the hands of managers and making sure that you know people are seeing a ton of value in 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 that and if there if there are problems that are servicing and, and multiple employees say that then you, know, you can act on it much quicker than if you had to you know be reactive to that so we're trying to we're trying to just bring a level of proactivity around how people are feeling on their shift and try and get on top of things before they get bad. There's a really alarming statistic. I know you're aware of that turnover in restaurants costs, you know, the operator just a ton of money. I think it's something like $4,000 every time you hire somebody, get them up to speed in the job. Either they quit, you fire them, and then you have to go find somebody else and then retrain the new person. So lost wages, time, productivity, all that stuff. No restaurant can afford thousands of dollars every time they lose somebody versus penny or dollars a day really for a tool that helps them engage people keep them interacting and you know performing at their best and then giving them a reason to or opportunities really to share their opinions back with management i mean i think that's awesome you know it's for sure yeah i mean the labor thing anything you can do to you know i call it building the dream team you know you really want to build your dream team staff it's more like family than it is employees and that takes a a manager or owner that leads by example and provides the tools that help people grow within an organization recognition and rewards i mean all that is super important you know and empowerment as well let's talk about payroll 
and how this integrates with payroll, because that's another sort of pain point for restaurants. A lot of, you know, some restaurants do their own payroll if they've got the time. Otherwise, they use outside payroll companies, but it still comes down to a payroll report that, you know, gets spit out of a POS system and it needs a set of eyes to analyze, make sure everything's right before it gets sent somewhere. How does that integrate with seven shifts or what part or piece of payroll do you take on? Yeah, so we, um, we are not a payroll company, but we integrate deeply with payroll companies. So we, if, if you choose to do your time and attendance through seven shifts, you can do that and we'll push those, uh, those punches to payroll. Or if you do it through a POS, they come through to seven shifts, and then we also push the, that to payroll. So we're trying to just automate that end-to-end flow, what we refer to as the employee life cycle. So everything from the moment someone's hired um, and onboarded, then they're trained, scheduled, paid, and retained. Those are kind of those like five buckets that we really want to have an impact on. So if we're not building that product directly, we definitely want to partner with great best-in-class people that can facilitate that need and, and, and give us the tools to make it a seamless experience. So we, we do a lot of integrations with payroll. I think we have over, you know, we, have, we definitely have over 10 payroll companies that we, that we integrate with. I think it might be around the 15 mark, but. Oh, no kidding. Awesome. Back when I started my first restaurant, this was about 26 years ago, we had some issues. I had a big place with like 55 employees that, that worked there. And I used to um, obviously go through the schedules and go through the payroll reports before got sent to a payroll company. And I, I discovered pretty quickly there were a lot of abuses in the early days with a lot of early punch-ins and then people that forgot to clock out. And if you didn't catch those forgotten clock outs, it would literally do the grind at 3 a.m. and pay those people like eight or 10 extra hours than they actually worked. I mean, you've seen and heard all these horror stories before. Is there any kind of a flagging tool with the, the schedule uh, piece of it that if somebody punches in 15 minutes early and it's unauthorized, it lets the manager or the owner know. I mean, how does that system work? Yeah, I think that example we refer to as punch enforcement. So we actually don't even let the employee clock in because we 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 try to not let the manager know all the things that because they, they get inundated with so much stuff. So right, right, we're just yeah. like, look, if if, you, if the rule is you don't want employees punching in 15 minutes early, but they can punch in two minutes early, then like let's set that up, and you can do that. Um, as it relates to folks that are clocking out potentially late, uh, we do flag that as well to the managers and, and those, those punches get, are, are marked as unapproved. Also, for folks that need to go on their break or folks that are taking um, too long of a break, like we, we, also, we also notify the, the manager on, on the floor as well, just because those are, those are critical things, especially in certain states where you need to have people taking their breaks at certain right, times. Right really, really critical for that. For sure. Let's talk about the manager logbook and the importance of note-taking on a daily basis. It's also customizable. Every restaurant is different. So you want to obviously customize a way that managers can communicate and keep up to date on unexpected things that happen. You mentioned weather, which is a big one. I mean, the old school back in the day, 20 years ago, you know, I had a cash out sheet and every day I'd manually enter in the sales of each category. And on the back, it would say, oh, an unexpected bus group showed up. with like 50 people at 7.30 on a Saturday. You know, the weather was this, this is what happened, all that kind of stuff. Now it's all integrated digitally, of course, but you you have this management um, login tool, logbook. Yeah, it's uh, the manager logbook is, 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 is for exactly that. When we pull in real-time weather, pull in sales, labor, shift feedback around the staff that day and, and how they were feeling about just the day in general. 
and any categories you want to create and report on and have your managers report on. And so typically managers that are working that day, and even if they're not working, they get notified of any post to the manager logbook. So the managers are always in the loop of this type of function and they can use it on their mobile app. They can take pictures of things. The fridge is broken, take a picture of the fridge, they say the maintenance guy or, or, or girl is, is on the way um, to, to fix it. And it's really just a way to keep everyone informed at the management level to understanding what they're going to be dealing with potentially when they come in that day or the next day. Let's talk about the mobile app that's part of the platform at no extra charge. How does it work? And you know, give us some of the details on the app. Yeah, so the, the mobile apps are both for the manager and the employee. On the, on the manager and operator end, we service real-time sales and labor. You can compare your actuals to your projecteds and, and actually see if you're on track in terms of that day. And also see who's punched in or who hasn't punched in. Um, and also you can actually build schedules from the mobile app if you really wanted to. Uh, there's there's total full-fledged functioning ability to do that. On the and, and also approving of shift changes and all that stuff from the manager. And on the employee end, employees check their shifts. They can communicate with coworkers. They can see their pay. They can see their pay stubs. So it's really an area that they depend on a lot just because they can see what their their estimated earnings are for the week too. So not just what they're paid, but you know, if they continue to work the shifts they're scheduled to in the future, what are those estimated earnings and what do those look like? And and um, yeah, how, how do we uh, ensuring that they can just get a better idea on that to, to help plan? Let's talk about the typical onboarding process and timeline. Say a listener is really intrigued with what we're talking about today, wants to get more information that's a critical question that I'd be interested in. Okay, I'm interested in seven ships. I'd love to get this going ASAP. How long does it take? Who do I work with? Is there a dedicated representative that works with my account to get everything set up, the customization process? Like, is there a typical onboarding timeline and, and process, or is it vary based on the size of the restaurant, if there's multiple locations, all that stuff? What would you say? Yeah, I, re- I would say it depends, but largely it's very quick. Like you, you can be up and running in like hours. Some people are up and running in days, depending on the point of sale integration complexity. Uh-huh. But I would say if you use a modern cloud-based point of sale and you want to integrate, like that takes very little time. Um, you know, you could be set up in that day if you really wanted to and, and be publishing schedules. We have people that do that. And so we, we take kind of a product-led approach where, we try and get out of your way as much as possible in terms of giving you simple ways to navigate the product and get set up on your own. But we're there if you need the help. So someone will call you probably and they'll say, you know, say, Roger, how you doing? And in your setup, looks like you've got some books created, you've got a published schedule, do you need a hand? You might say, yeah, I have some questions. Or you might say, no, you know what, I got this. And so that's kind of... The, the, the approach we take and we see a lot of folks that end up just converting to paying customers that never talk to anyone. And if, if they do that, it means we're successful in our job in building a true product-led company. Fantastic. We've covered a lot of ground today, Jordan. Is there anything we missed about seven shifts or anything, uh, any best advice or practices you want to share with operators and listeners? Um, I would just maybe say if, if, uh, if anyone's interested in, you know, learning a little bit more about, <clears throat> about seven shifts and, um, hearing about the vision, um, you know, we we are we are kind of we are building into that employee life cycle, and, and we're going to be continuously adding value and, and opening up our platform to <clears throat> allow more pieces of technology to plug into us and and build really focus on building that restaurant ecosystem. So, um, you know, if you're a partner, 
definitely reach out to us um, if you see integration opportunities. If you are a restaurant operator, you know, com, sign up for a free trial and uh, we'd, we'd be happy to help set you up and um, if you need help. And if not, then you can set yourself up. <laughs> you really do have the option. Fantastic. So the URL is sevenshifts.com using the numeral seven, not spelling out the word seven. So sevenshifts.com. Thanks so much, Jordan. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Thanks again for listening, Rockstars. We certainly appreciate you being here. And thanks again to Jordan for bringing us a really dynamic episode about labor management. Thank you so much to his company, Seven Shifts, for sponsoring this episode. You know, for those of you who listen uh, regularly, you know that I was obsessed with three things. And I believe that those three things are the fundamentals to running a super successful, profitable restaurant. I call it the magic dust of restaurants. It's literally number one. One, cost controls and maximizing profit. Two, staff training, development, recognition, and rewards to build what I call your dream team. And three, marketing firepower and efficiency. These are all systems that optimize your operation. If this intrigues you, why not head on over to restaurantrockstars.com. Check out our Restaurant Rockstars Academy. It is a series of turnkey systems that really dial in these three fundamentals that'll really increase productivity, increase profits, and give you more peace of mind and free time in your operation. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.